Welcome, everyone, to the Change Your Game with GTD podcast. Um, I'm Todd Brown, and as usual, I'm here with Robert Peak. Hello. And um, in addition, we're absolutely thrilled to have this very special guest joining us today. Um, David Allen is with us. Hi, guys. And hey, it's a privilege to be with such very special people like you guys. Thanks. Thrilled, thrilled, David, to, to have the chance to have you join us. Um, Folks, our topic for today is, um, you know, some of you may recall the, the um, podcast that Robert and I did a little while ago where we got into a conversation about what, what GTD is not. And so what are the, what are the things that might be uh, common misperceptions about GTD or, or things that people might perceive about GTD as they, as they get to know it? Um, what we thought, and then we've been in conversation with David uh, since then, and one of the things that, that David was very keen to talk about, and we're also very keen to explore further, is how GTD compares with other personal development methodologies, with other um, things in the marketplace that you might have that uh, promise uh, you know, in, increases in, in personal development, personal performance of various types. That's our overall theme for today. Um, David, do you want to maybe kick off with what your initial thoughts are about about that space? Well, I, <laughs> you know, one of my sort of weird and old and cranky things I like to say these days is I'm not a motivational speaker. You know, I uh, my job is to give people information they can do with it what they want, and it's really not so much about trying to get people to change. I think that's the, you know. I think that's probably one of the key or core elements of GTD is it's really not about getting people to be different than what they are. It's really about uh, just a recognition of what's true and uh, uh, becoming much more explicit and conscious of people's realities. So, you know, one of the things I like to say is that GTD is, is about where people are, not about where they should be. And I think most of the, or certainly a lot of those other programs are about the shoulds, you know, Hey, you should be doing this. You should set goals. You should have a mission. You should be doing yoga. You should be getting up at five o'clock in the morning. You should be, you know, uh, on a diet, you, you know, should, 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 should. And, you know, I love the great sign, you know, on the desk, I will not should on myself today. So, <laughs> you know, it, it, I, I think, uh, 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 maybe that's a major point to make and, and, you know, we can spin around that a lot. Uh, uh, about what it's about, you know, for instance, a good example is, is, you know, a whole lot of motivational and productivity uh, kinds of seminars and workshops or whatever, say you should set goals, you should have a mission, you should be, have a vision. And uh, we don't say that. We just say, if you got them, then you better recognize what they are because they're going to be pulling or pushing on you. And if you want to have clear space, um, then you're going to need to acknowledge what those things are. And, you know, this moves into some very subtle space. You know, I, I'm sort of finalizing right now our, our level three um, uh, GTD workshop on focus and vision. And in, in that, we certainly are going to be focusing on the higher horizon stuff, but not because you should have higher horizon commitments. It's just that if you do, it's really good to recognize them, but they're kind of subtle things. So there is a subtlety to this, and there is a motivational factor that often happens when people engage with GTD, as you guys know, over all these years. Um, but it really comes more from the clear space that people start to create. And then their, their own motivation it just comes from sort of a natural ebullient quality that, that shows up. 
you know, like the like the helium balloon just kind of automatically rises when you let go, uh, you know, of stuff. And I don't know. There's a starting point anyway for the conversation. Mm. Uh, that that's that's how I see it. Certainly, how I experience it. That's yeah, uh, thanks. I, yeah. I was gonna say that's yeah, how I experience yeah, it too, and I like the word ebullient very much. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> that kind of sums up the GTD experience. Um, Todd, sorry, I didn't mean to step on you. No, no, not at all. I mean, uh, w- what you said, David, I think resonates particularly with me, just as it happens today, because I'm I'm out of the country working with um, with clients, and and in in conversation today the you know the higher horizons bottle came up of course and and you know when, once you've presented the higher horizons model i think to a certain extent people get this this kind of um th- this kind of some of them get this sort of shocked expression that says oh you mean really in order to be a proper person i've got to have three to five year goals and i need to really understand what my purpose on the planet is and you know i've got to be clear what all of my ongoing roles and responsibilities are and and i think the the point that that it, we've got frameworks that will help you to make sense of all those things if you feel the desire to be clear about them. Um, and, and so that, that helps them to relax. You know, they sort of feel like, well, okay, if, if I've got interest in those areas, then, then I've got a framework for thinking about them. But I think another kind of interesting subtle side benefit is having introduced a model like that, um, even if people have never thought of themselves as people ha- who have, you know, long-term goals, all of a sudden, with the help of that model, they feel like they've got a way to play with that. They sort of have a sense of, well, okay, you know, maybe over the next little while, I'll play with what it would be like to have three to five-year goals. What would that look like in my world? And see see what kind of benefits that might bring to me. So, yeah, as you say, it's it's not required. But at the same time, I think GTD makes it easy for you to be to be kind of experimental with with what it is that you do choose to identify um as as those those higher horizons yeah you know i i I always like to describe uh you know people sometimes say well david what's your purpose i say well uh, if you actually figured out your life purpose before you die you'll probably be in the fast lane i i always say you know this is a working hypothesis i think what i'm supposed to be about is x y and z and if i'll hold on to that until i get better data you know, and meanwhile, that's it. It provides at least an anchor point uh, to say, "Okay, let me hang on to that, and then see what happens." Because see, life is coming at us in a fairly chaotic way. It doesn't show up in a nice, pretty pink package. You know, we actually have to sort of sift through the the emails and the feelings and the thoughts and the and all the stuff that we we sort of experience on a hour by hour, day by day, minute by minute kind of basis, and then create some sort of a structure to make sense out of all that. So to your point, Todd, I think, yeah, it, so what we did was just create a framework or recognize a framework, really recognize it more than anything else, of a way to think about, okay, those are things that are probably going on. They're probably pushing or pulling on all of us right now in some way, shape, or form. I mean, anybody listening to this right now, wherever you are, whatever you're doing at some point was probably some part of some vision that you had uh, way back, and you didn't know how to get there you know, from when you had that, but you had some sort of a sense or some sort of a picture or some sort of a, some sort of a teleological event. So the, the kind of paradox about all this is that, you know, my experience is that we are actually teleological beings. 
that you can't just sit here and do nothing. <laughs> that, 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 yeah. you know, that, that in this experience called the human being in the material world, there, there, is a, there is a pull or a push to be doing something, expanding something, expressing something, experiencing something. So there is, there is that thing that's going on. And, you know, truly, if it's really about identifying what are the things that are incomplete, well, you know, if you buy the working hypothesis that I work with, which is you're actually on the planet to do something, you know, for yourself or, you know, for, for some sort of a ontological reason, then, uh, then yeah, that's an incompletion that you've got. So in a, in a way, it's just a pure efficiency factor. How efficiently can you be doing what you're here to be doing? And, you know, that's a deep question. <laughs> you know, first of all, what are you here to be doing? If you had the answer to that, you'd be, as I say, in the fast lane. And then once you have a sense of that, then it's like, okay, well, you know, how can I do that most efficiently, most effectively, with the least amount of effort, produce the greatest amount of result? So in a way, you know, uh, the, the GTD process is, is pure efficiency. You know, people, there's, there's always the, this sort of, well, is it efficiency or effectiveness? Are you, doing the, are you doing things right or are you doing the right things? I understand that idea and understand that thought. But in truth, from my experience, it's all about uh, completion of what you're here to do and to do that most efficiently and most effectively. So, and again, that, maybe there's just my personal bias in, in that, but I've found that to be a fairly useful technique to actually help diffuse all of those, you know, those mystiques and the, 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 frankly, you know, false pressures people put on themselves to have to come up with all those answers. Hmm. Yeah, you know, when, so if here you guys talk about sort of experiencing, expressing, playing, and that quality of ebullience, I, I can't help but think I've just come back from California spending a couple of weeks with my two-year-old nephew. And, you know, like all good uncles, of course, I'm thinking of him in GTD terms as, you know, <laughs> as, a, as a little being with zero commitments to track and just, you know, an absolute ability to be, to be present in the moment. And it's kind of the epitome of, of not only joy as a result, but energy, right? The guy had more energy than, you know, his mom, dad, me, and, and my wife all put together combined. And I think that's, that's partly because he's in this kind of state that, that I think is so much of what generates, as you say, David, the enthusiasm for GTD that's not um, forced, contrived. It's not about mystique. You know, I mean, so many of these sort of self-help paradigms are about holding a vision, right? <laughs> what do you have to do when you hold a vision? You have to take something that's not quite true and just sort of keep it, keep it inside. And we say quite the opposite, externalize it, get it out. My experience of a lot of these kind of self-help things is because it is kind of a, a push. The kind of quote-unquote enthusiasm people have for it kind of feels like multi-level marketing or something, right? It feels a little a little off. Whereas, as you say, this getting back to this natural state, I just I think of the two-year-old, you know, and he's working on, by the way, you know, having commitments to track and, and, and ramping up to his own level of experience that's appropriate to him. But, you know, I, I do see GTD in a weird way as a subtractive, not an additive paradigm. You know, it's not about making, trying to make something true that you think ought to be true. And all of the, the stuff that comes with that about maintaining that as an internal, internal pressure, really. It's so much more getting back to this state of being able to be present in the moment and just the natural 
the natural fun and good stuff that comes out of all of that. So that's my that's my <laughs> GTD uncle reference point, you know, for all of this and and how it differs, you know, is that it doesn't it doesn't feel like like you're having to make anything up. You're just getting back to really that that clear space that you know, why wouldn't why wouldn't anyone be enthusiastic about that? We all started there, right? <laughs> Day well, zero. You know, there's there's certainly nothing wrong with high emotional states. I mean, you know, the, the, that's fine. Emotions are great. It's a great it's a great reference point. It's a great feedback mechanism in our world. You know, but to drive to you know, from my experience, the higher you get emotionally is is as low as you're going to get depressed. You know, afterwards. It seems to be like, you know, I don't know, ping pong, you know, in terms of as far as you go up, that's how far you're going to go down. If what you're trying to do is just simply manipulate emotions. And there's an awful lot of emotional manipulation I've seen over the years that that people try to work with. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with going to a good dance and boogieing and having a great time and, you know, using music to help, you know, to help you know, expand or, or, or lift you up emotionally. You know, that's, it's a, it's a, it can be a great healer, uh, you know, positive emotions in that way, but to use that as a mechanism, you know, for productivity or for, for being a better person or being different uh, to me is um, a hollow promise. Yeah. You know, you know, as we're talking about it, I'm, I'm what, what's coming to mind for me is that um I think that's certainly true of myself and it's, it's true of a lot of the people that we work with, you know, people who've been exposed to the thinking and, and, and been exposed to the ideas, you know, maybe they've read the book, maybe they've come along to a seminar. Um, and then, and then they found that, you know, for whatever reason, they felt as though they, they kind of, uh, they fell off the wagon a bit, right. They weren't exhibiting, you know, some of the, uh, they, they, they weren't doing some of the things that they thought that they should be doing. Again, that word should, and they come back to us for some help. And then they come back to us for a, a public seminar, for some coaching or something like that. And what I think is remarkable about that is, um, is that there, you know, there are a fair few, a fair few numbers of those people. But but what I think they all recognize is that even doing really badly brings an awful lot of benefits, right? So in other words, <laughs> if you compare it to what a lot of these self-help people require, you know, which is, you know, there's a certain code of conduct that must be adhered to if you're going to, um, you know, if you're going to reap the benefits of this. Um, people come and say, you know, I've fallen off the wagon an awful lot, but you know what, I'm still seeing a huge benefit in doing what I am doing. And and that's why I'm back. I'm, I'm here for a for a bit of a tune-up. And you know, every time I have a conversation a little bit like that with somebody, uh, what occurs to me is how often in my own GTD practice I think to myself, "Wow, you know, you're really just not doing the things that uh, you know doing the things that the methodology um, suggests at this point." And I'm thinking, "Yeah, you know, that's true." And at the same time, I wouldn't give up what I am doing for anything. It, it brings such benefits. So anyway, that, that just occurs to me is that might be another difference is that um, in, in inherent in the promise somehow is that no matter how far you fall off, you can still get back on and that, you know, falling off, um, falling off doesn't get in the, in the way of that kind of instinct that I think that a lot of people have that, hey, you know, even if I have fallen off, um, this is this is hugely valuable. Sure. Well, as we say, it's the GTD is not like running with scissors. 
You know, <laughs> there's nothing, there's nothing dangerous here. <laughs> uh, if all you do is keep a pen and paper by your bed, you'll sleep better. You know, so if God knows if that's all you got, you know, that's true. Now, look, guys, all that said, you know, Robert, I know you, you and I have, and, and Todd, you probably have to some degree too, uh, been involved in very, very deep and intense personal growth and transformative kinds of training and education in our lives. You know, that that, that was a, a, certainly a big part of my life uh, in the 70s and 80s uh, was r- really sort of a, a lot of deep awakening and awareness. Um, but that's risky business. You know, how willing are you to be honest with somebody you live with if you haven't been honest about something? You know, those are that's powerful stuff. But it's also, you know, tricky business to, and, and thin ice you know, to walk on and, and to get yourself to, to be doing some of those behaviors that we know have huge, huge benefit to them and can release a whole lot of blocks and a whole lot of limitations that we've put on ourselves. So, you know, I, I have to be fair and say, look, there's a lot of that education there. But why GTD was so uh, attractive to me, because I had certainly the route I could have taken in terms of personal, you know, I was a personal growth trainer and I could have been involved in that, you know, m- many more years in my life than I was. Um, but I, I've discovered with this methodology that, that the risk reward ratio was better than anything else. Meaning, you know, there are a lot of things out there that have huge rewards, but there's also huge risk that you have to involve yourself with in order to really engage with it appropriately. Uh, GTD that has huge benefit, uh, but the risk is very low. <laughs> now, there was, as I say, it's not running with scissors. It's, there's nothing that, that you're not going to have to do anything. You're not going to have to confront anything you don't want to confront, whatever. It, the truth is that once people kind of catch what GTD is about, they may start actually being more honest with their life partner. <laughs> they, they start doing, you know, many of these behaviors simply because they rec- start to recognize, hey, wait a minute, that's something that has my attention. I really would like to get clear about that. What's my next action? And they start, you know, uh, you know, I don't know if you guys you know, heard the podcast I did with William Elliott in, in South Africa, who's a clinical psychologist and a GTD master trainer now. You know, and his point of view was, you know, look, this really helps. GTD helps people get a lot clearer about what their other issues are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So it may not solve those other issues, but it certainly clears the deck. So it makes it much, much easier to deal with them in some sort of coherent way. Yeah. Yeah, I hear that. And, you know, and uh, what to me, my experience of GTD, having, as you said, gone through a lot of other different types of personal growth paradigms is, well, first of all, it's, you're right, it's low, it's low risk, it's not running with scissors, my, my, I think it's more like eating pizza, you know, that, <laughs> even if it's cold, it's still good, right, you know, the top, or even if you go cold in relation to it, it's still pretty good, right, you know, even a bad pizza is good, you know, it's pizza, so, <laughs> so there's that, as you say, the reward side of it, and, and fairly low risk, no one's ever poked an eye out, as far as I know, doing this, but as you say, David, in a way, I think of GTD as dispassionate, I think is kind of the word I would use. I sometimes like to remind people as I'm coaching that their inbox is innocent, right? You know, it's neutral, <laughs> right? It's not actually going to, going to bite off a finger or, I mean, the worst you can get is a paper cut, you know, from the physical one. Uh, you know, so, um, but, but it really is amazing how such a uh, dispassionate, how such a, um, in a way, cerebral, uh, easy, to, easy to intellectualize methodology can, as you say, uncork a whole lot of other 
good stuff for people in their lives, you know. And pizza is a very simple thing too, right? <laughs> it's bread and sauce and cheese, and you know, it's kind of the perfect formula. So, in a way, I see GTD as something that's been really stripped down to the most essential thing, you know, which is what has your attention, you know, as you've, as you've so often said, and what do you need to do about what has your attention now, which is basically exactly what I think subconsciously this material nephew is asking all the time. Like it's just attention point to attention point to attention point. We just have to happen to have a level of complexity around all of that, that, that we need to kind of break through with a, with a paradigm to manage it. And, and to me still to this day, having, you know, experimented with an awful lot of stuff kind of basically grown up with you know different different approaches to to self-development this is this is the way to go you know it's funny robert as you're talking what's coming to mind for me is that i i completely agree with you you know i think dispassionate is really is a really helpful word and and yet and again maybe this is behind some of the the confusion um, in people about what what GT, GTD represents, you know, because I think GTD in the people who have uh, who have gotten benefit from it can result in an awful lot of passion for it, an awful lot of belief, and an awful lot of wow, this is great, and I want to you know tell the people in my life about this, and that same that's same sort of high level of energy uh, of course can come from people who have been um on the very latest diet and you know have had success with that and and bought the book and all of that so that that may be getting in the way of of clarity about how gtd is different when people on the outside are looking at the reaction of people who have done something the same kind of reaction that they get from people who are, you know, three days into some very successful experience of one of the, one of the self-help, um, you know, self-help programs. No, that's really true, Todd. I, I, I see that too. And that's the, there's often the, the, <laughs> sometimes people say it, say it uh, lovingly. And sometimes people say it disparagingly, a cult, a cultishness to the GTD sort of community and, and methodology, you know, because it, it does uh, it tend to foster or engender this huge kind of, um, uh, I don't know, you know, love and motivation and, and whatever, like I want to share it because it's cool. It's, it, and, and it's so simple and it's great. And gee, why not, why doesn't everybody do this? So, you know, it does have, it does have that quality to it. Um, and, you know, I think, and again, this is where I, I kind of tend to uh, fall off the edge of my own peer or I, I start to talk about the fact that, you know, from my experience, uh, GTD really has a lot to do with the sort of the essence of what our life here is all about. In other words, being responsible for what we've put into motion and being accountable and responsible for what we continue to put in motion. So it has an awful lot to do with what we've created and being able to get clear about that and to, and to manage completion or manage renegotiation, you know, about that and that's a lot of what the GTD process is, is helping get clarity based upon that. And then at the same time, what are you doing with the clear space? You know, yeah, it creates space, but now what? <laughs> you know, now where do you point yourself so that you're you're creating more along the alignments of the higher horizon stuff that are probably still, you know, there and working with you. So there is a there is a in my experience a a, a profundity. That, I don't know how to explain this. I, there's a profundity that sits inside of this methodology. So as you start to experience it, 
you know, and you know, I don't have to talk to anybody about spiritual life or, or the inner life or any of that stuff. All I have to do is get them to get clear about what the piece of paper is sitting on their desk and why it's there, <laughs> what they're going to do about it. And it turns out that they suddenly find themselves on the driver's seat of their life as opposed to the victim of that piece of paper. And that's a huge transformative event. So th- there is a transformational aspect to GTD that is really about appropriately engaging with your life as opposed to complaining or vic- being the victim of it. And as you guys know, I mean, my big mission about all this stuff is to have a world where there are no problems. There are only projects. But that's, you know, trying to get everybody to get in the driver's seat of their life as opposed to bitch, moan, complain, and be victim of it. Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that, 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 that's a big job, but I, I don't intend to finish that by the time I die. So, you know, I'm relaxed. <laughs> it's like it'll happen as, as, as often as it wants to happen or as much as it wants to happen. But heck, why not? Why not? Yeah. Well, we certainly don't market this as a dispassionate approach to personal responsibility, <laughs> but but who would have thought that, that 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 very thing leads to sort of ebullient effectiveness, presence, focus, power, direction? Right. I mean, it, it's the it's you know it's again I think to your point, Todd, counterintuitive that people can have so much enthusiasm for something that's not necessarily enthusiasm based. Right. You don't you don't have to be enthusiastic, and we say in in the seminars. You don't have to believe even <laughs> anything we're putting forward, except maybe the fundamental premise that keeping things in your head won't necessarily work, you know, or scale with your with your life, right? Beyond that fundamental hypothesis, I mean, it's really all try it, test it, make it work, apply it to your own life, which is one of the things I love about teaching this, right? It's it's pretty clean. I mean, we as as coaches and presenters aren't running with scissors really either in a, in a certain way because we're basing all of this on our experience, both uh, personally applying this and also our experience um, in in helping others to bridge that, that educational gap into what they need to know and see and experience to, to make it theirs as well, to, to own it as well. So I think that's kind of in a way another um, another difference is it's not it's not theoretical. You don't have that pressure of having to kind of sell a theoretical thing. At the same time, you know, again, you really can't sell it as <laughs> dispassionate personal responsibility. I mean, nobody's going to be lining, you know, lining cues around the door for that one. Um, but when they see the results, they go, you know, what is that? And I think there is a certain ring of integrity to it as a result. I think that's slightly different than the enthusiasm for the new fad diet. Uh, maybe not everyone can necessarily tell the difference, but to me, there's a there's a palpable difference to someone that's enthusiastic about something that really has been tried and tested in their world versus enthusiastic about something in a more tenuous, just discovered this, been on it for three months kind of way. Yeah, you know, what's occurring to me is I think I'm, um, I'm thinking in very practical terms about what we do as we help people this and and one of the things you know one of the really key moments um in seminars and in coaching is this this exercise that that many of our listeners will be familiar with which is called the mind sweep right and it just occurs to me that you know if you want to talk about the difference between something being um focused on shoulds and something being focused on you know what's important to the individual or, or not getting away from what the individual really is you know once you've done a mind sweep once you've written down everything that's on your mind, you know, you look at that, there's nothing in there that we've said 
you should do this, or you should be more interested in that, or, or you should have higher standards in that area, or that's a project you should, none of that. All you've basically done is uncover your own standards, your own identity with those things and, and made them externalized, right? And made, made them explicit. Um, and so it, I, I suppose that's another example of how we're not trying to impose on people something that they're not. And, and that exercise is, is very deeply what they are. You know, nobody, no two people have the same mind sweeps and, and what's on any individual's mind sweep is a wonderful reflection of what's important to them and what they're trying to make happen in the world. I love it. People get mad at us for their lists. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Sorry, ain't my list, guys. It's yours. Yeah. So, yeah, to, to your point, Todd, it really is about current reality. And, and, you know, I don't think you need to go any further than who you are and where you are. You just need to be, become conscious of that. And then that, because that's not a static place, it, it actually is quite dynamic. And that's sort of one of the paradoxes about the human experience, I think, is that, is that the stiller you, the, the more still you become, the more, uh, the more um, active and dynamic you become. So it's a strange thing. It's the, the, you know, the people that I know that are most into being are high, highly doing people. You know, so there's a, that's that paradox. But I think, you know, I think GTD to its, you know, for its, in its favor is a lot about just getting people to that point about what is current reality. You don't have to go any further than that. Well, I, I think we're coming toward the end of our time. Um, I've, I've just been, um, I just, I've really enjoyed this. Um, and, and I'm, I guess I'm wondering maybe David, by way of, uh, by way of sort of a capstone statement here, any anything in particular you think people should be, um, you know, overall taking away here, any sort of summary comments about what we've had to say today that you think folks would benefit from? Well, I think, Todd, to, uh, I think that has an awful lot to do with who's listening to this and what's their experience with GTD already. You know, if you're brand new to GTD and listening to this, then, uh, you know, Actually, it's my admonition to everybody listening to this. Relax. <laughs> uh, no need to stress or worry about anything you're, that you should be doing that you're not doing. Uh, but get it out of your head because, you know, your head is a great place to have ideas, but it's a lousy place to try to hang on to them. And so getting yourself just into the flow of what is with you. And being able to be conscious about that, be honest with yourself about what those things are, those things that have your attention. And, you know, that, that's a life, as we say, it's a lifelong lifetime art and craft of how do you manage the flow of, how do you manage flow? So there's no resistance, there's no blockage, there's no whatever. And then you start to you know, kind of experience yourself at a, at a different level of game. Great stuff. David, thanks so much for being a part of this. Um, thank you, Robert, as well, for being being uh, together with me. I'm, I'm looking forward to many more of these in the future. Um, and thank you all for listening to us here um, on the Change Your Game with GTD podcast. Um, as always, um, if there's anything that's uh, particularly touched you in this and you'd like to let us know about that, that would be great. And as always, if you have um, suggestions for topics for some of our future podcasts, please do also be in touch. You can find information about us at www next-action.eu. Thanks again for being part of it. We'll talk to you next time.